Welcome to another edition of the Down the Road Podcast. I'm Mick Grunowitz, voice of your Lakeland Magic. we got a great conversation set up for you today. One of my favorite Lakeland players to come through and put a Magic jersey on. John Petroselli, who played three seasons in the Orlando Magic organization, one in Erie. He was one of the few that made the migration down to Polk County to play for Lakeland in that inaugural season, 2017-18, and was part of the team that made it to the Eastern Conference Final uh, last year in that 2018-19 season. Uh, John has a really interesting journey, played for Malloy College, uh, Division II school, did not have a single scholarship offer other than Malloy, and as he'll tell you here in the episode, not many teams were crazy about him coming and playing professional form either, and he even had to be an inactive player in the G League in the beginning. So we'll get, let's get to that conversation, John Petroselli, uh, right now here on the Down the Road Podcast. All right, John Petroselli is here, former Lakeland Magic man, and I uh, cannot wait to get a couple of words in with him here today. Uh, John, really do appreciate the time, man. Thanks for thanks for joining me. Um, where are you at right now? So are you're up in New York, right? During this this strange kind of postponement of of all basketball seasons. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I, I appreciate it. Um, and yes, I'm in New York right now. I'm currently on Long Island. What have you been up to during um, the pandemic here? How you been? You've been staying in shape. What have you been up to? Yeah, so, I mean, it's tough right now. I mean, New York is super strict. Uh, you know, I know Florida's starting to open up, which is great. But, um, you know, New York, everything's closed down. You can't really get into a gym. So, uh, I've just been, yeah, going on some runs a um, couple times a week. And then I'll do some pull-ups, push-ups in the back. Or I have some weights in the garage that I've never used before. Uh, so, you know, I'm glad I kind of have those to to get into but um so I'll get into those a couple of times a week and then uh fortunately enough I have a couple of buddies who have um a good connection with a guy in uh the, you know this town in in uh Long Island and he, you know he's got a pretty big house and in the basement of his house he has a half court oh. so uh yeah so a couple of um me and a couple of my buddies have gotten together and um, you know, some guys who played overseas or division one, uh, so it's good competition and we'll get together and play some three on three, uh, continuous. So, so it's good cardio, you know, to kind of stay in shape that to me, there's no, there's, there's no shape, like, you know, playing basketball, um, you know, staying in shape that way. So, uh, I've been thankful to, to, to get in the gym, uh, everybody, every other gym on Long Island right now is closed. So that's, uh, as far as I know, that's the only gym uh open right now so so you're good you're playing in a basement you're playing in basement three on three basketball right now in long mm -hmm. island yeah it's uh we'll call it underground basketball <laughs> that is amazing it's been real good yeah that is that's amazing yeah. Yeah, anybody who knows me knows i'll find a gym somewhere i'll find a gym somehow some way so and I imagine guys have been getting really creative during this. How's the run been? Like you said, it's good exercise. I'm sure. I'm sure guys are getting. I'm sure guys are still getting competitive. Oh man, it, it's uh, it's a battle. Actually, uh, we have Troy Copain. Is he lives? He's living three minutes up the road from me. So oh. I see. Yeah, I see him every single day. He's staying with his dad in Westbury. Um, 
So literally me and Troy have been hanging out every day and I'll bring him to the runs every time I go, uh, we, we go together. So, uh, whether, you know, we're on the same team or on opposite teams, it's, uh, it gets super, super competitive. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that. We had Troy on, uh, last week's episode, actually, it was good to catch up with him and I knew he was up in New York. I didn't realize you guys were, were that close together. Um, yeah. you, when the season got postponed, you were actually in Israel. You guys were in the same league, right? Yeah, so we were in – he came out there. I was out there uh, August to March. He got out there, I want to say, you know, sometime in November and was there until maybe mid-February before he had to go – he ended up signing uh, to a team in Belgium. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had a solid four, four or five months together. Uh, and he was probably an hour away from me. He was closer to Tel Aviv. I was about an hour south of Tel Aviv. And, but I mean, Tel Aviv was one of my favorite cities I've ever been in. It's just a beautiful place. And, uh, uh, so every, you know, off day I had or any, you know, free time I had, I, I was usually heading up that way to, to Tel Aviv. So me and Troy spent a lot of time together in Israel as well. That's very cool. Very cool to see two yeah. Lakeland Magic alums hanging out uh, overseas. How was the season going for you before things, uh, got postponed there in, in Israel? So we got off to a, a rocky start. We had a lot of, um, you know, a lot of guys that we, we made a lot of changes, you know, and uh, so I think we got off to a rocky start. We um, trying to find our way, I think maybe a few weeks before the, this pandemic hit and we had to stop the season. Uh, I, you know, I felt we were really starting to click as a team and, and, you know, really start to figure it out. Uh, we ended up, we were in 11th place, but we were one game out of the playoffs in eighth and, you know, one game out of eighth and two games out of seventh. So, you know, that bottom, you know, seven to 12 or six to 12 was very like bunched up. Um, it was, you know, only a game or two apart. So, you know, we, we, we were right there. Uh, we were in the mix and, uh, you know, we dropped a couple games throughout the season that we definitely should have won. So, um, I think that we were going to make a, a nice little run at towards the end there. I mean, I, at least I like to think so, you know, had, had the pandemic not hit. John, take me back to the day that, uh, you know, the season was postponed here in the States. It was March 11th. Um, I'm not sure when it was for you guys, but, you know, I was talking to Troy Copain. He said that they were going to play a game in Italy um, and they decided not to. And then things kind of moved very quickly. What was it like with your season getting postponed? How quickly did things move? Yeah, so it was uh, – I can't really remember the exact date, but um, I remember there, it, it, we were preparing for uh, we were preparing for our next game. I believe it was on a, a Sunday or a Monday. So we were probably middle of the week or beginning of the week in the week prior and because uh, we were only playing one game a week. And um, so we were preparing for that game and – I just remember there were talks about, oh, you know, they're trying to figure out what they want to do uh, with the league, if they're going to suspend it, postpone it. Like, it, that was kind of the talks all around Europe, really. Spain had it bad, Italy. Um, and I, I don't know if they were waiting for somebody to make a move first and whatnot. But um, so we got to about the middle of the week, maybe it was about three or four days before the game. And they were like uh, – they started putting rules in place. Like, you know, we can only do individual workouts right now, or you can only have a certain amount of guys working out or in the gym. Uh, and, and maybe a day or two after that, cause we only got, we got in like one individual workout, maybe two. 
And then maybe like the day after that, it was like, yeah, they're going to suspend the, the, you know, the season indefinitely. And that might have been now two or three days before the game. And let's just call it a Friday and maybe we're going to play Sunday or Monday. Okay. I flew home, I flew home Tuesday. So it was like quick. Everything was super, super fast. It was like, okay, yeah, the season suspended indefinitely. We had individual meetings with the front office. And then we had, a, you know, one big team meeting to kind of wrap it up. And then my flight was like two days later. So I had to pack, you know, I packed all my stuff uh, super quick. And then I was on a flight and I was on a flight home. So uh, everything was, was very fast for sure. Yeah. What was it like trying to get out of, out of, out of Israel? Cause I talking to Troy, who was in Belgium, they actually suspended their season. He woke up the next day, they handed him a plane ticket. He, he got, he got out just before they delayed international yeah. travel. Yeah, so uh, it wasn't it wasn't really an issue. Uh, I just remember I thought when I you know when I was going to the airport, I was like, oh, it's going to be a breeze. You know, I'm going to be able to walk right through. And um, there was a ton of people leaving Israel going to going to uh, New York. I couldn't believe it. Like I was I was waiting online for probably an hour just to check my bags. And uh, but thankfully, I you know, I got lucky. Uh, they checked my passport and I guess they saw that I was playing for one of the teams in Israel, uh, one of the basketball teams in Israel. And they ended up, I didn't know this until I got on the plane, but they ended up upgrading me to a, to a first class flight. So that was my first, first class flight I've ever taken. And it made that 13 hour trip so easy. I mean, I, it was unreal. A couple of glasses of wine, a couple of movies, lay the, lay the seat out into a bed, go to sleep. It was unreal. So, you know, I definitely got spoiled on that end. And, uh, you know, I'm going to try to get that perk in my next contract, wherever that may be. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. That sounds awesome. So you get on the plane expecting to head back to coach and they're like, no, 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 they upgraded you? Yeah. So I handed them my ticket and I'm looking to the right and I'm like, all right, like, you know, what aisle am I in? And they're like, oh, yeah, you're going to the left right here. I said, oh, I, I didn't ask any questions. If they made the mistake, you know, that's on them. I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the, uh, I'll definitely take the seat. But then I looked at it and, and, and I guess the lady at the front uh, upgraded me without me even knowing. So that was pretty sweet. Yeah. You never ask questions in that situation. When they're taking the first class, all you do is say yes and sit down. Yeah, that's, of course. Of course. That's all you do. <laughs> uh, let, let me get, let me get back to basketball a little bit here, John. Um, because I first of all, I have to go back to the basement, the basement basketball three on three. How yeah. many how long were you guys playing before you started getting other guys that wanted in on this? How many guys have been playing in this in this this basement? Yeah, so, so I have one of my buddies who uh, he knows the guy. He, I think he trains the, the guy's son. So he gets it for free and, and he keeps it just to like you know, six guys, it's the same six guys with me and Troy included. Um, so he brings, uh, you know, he'll, he might bring two of his buddies, including him. And then I'll bring Troy and one of my buddies and we just keep it to, to that six, um, every week, uh, maybe once or twice a week. And then my other buddy who's like, a he's a trainer. Um, I don't know how he got, uh, hooked up with the guy, but he knows the guy pretty well. And, but he ends up paying for the gym. So he splits it with another trainer. So, between the two of them, they'll bring about three or four people each, and we'll have about nine guys. And um, he he tells me he tells me every time like yeah, there's a 
like he'll put it on his Instagram story, like uh, like just got like a hoop session in, and a ton of people are hitting him up, like yo, what's up? Like I get in the gym, I get in the gym, and he's turning people down every single week. So, um, but that's one of my that's one of my guys since uh, I mean it's going on ten years now. I think I've been good friends with him, so um, I know I'm always gonna have a spot, and then whoever you know, obviously Troy's with me, so we're always gonna have a spot. But yeah. It's, it's uh, definitely a hot spot with, with with people trying to get in the gym right now. So that's that's great. Crazy. That's great. That, yeah. that, that that's great. Um, man, I've got so many questions about that, but I gotta I gotta move on here to some 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 Lakeland stuff. Um, John, I I, I wanted to ask because of course you were you were overseas in, in Israel. Um, but I want to get to some of your time in 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 Lakeland. You actually mm-hmm. were one of the guys that made the jump from Erie to Lakeland. You played a season in Erie and then the, the organization relocated. You played on that inaugural Lakeland team. What do you remember from that first season playing in, in Lakeland? That would have been 2017, 2018. Yeah. So, uh, well, first of all, when, when that Erie season finished, uh, and they said that, you know, Orlando was buying a team in Lakeland and they were going to put their G League team in Lakeland. I knew right away, I was like, Ooh, to get out of Erie where it's, you know, super gray, freezing cold. The snow was crazy. Um, to get out of that and be able to play in Florida, I knew it was going to be a no-brainer. Uh, live very limited bus rides. Um, you know, you're pretty much flying every away game. Uh, so I knew if they were willing to have me back, you know, it was no question I was going. So, um, and then getting there, uh, we got there, what, maybe November 1st or something like that, end of October, early November, and uh, got there for training camp. And I just remember the weather, like it was starting to get a little chilly. It's about fall, fall time in, uh, in New York. So it was starting to get a bit chilly and I get down there and it's shorts and a t-shirt, you know, flip-flops. So, um, you know, that was, that was very, that was very cool, very different than what I was used to playing in, uh, playing college in New York, playing in Slovakia and playing in Erie. It was all cold weather. So, um, so that was great. And then, they had us in, we were in, um, where were we in? Haines City. So it was kind of the middle of nowhere for Florida. Not much around, not many restaurants or anything like that. But um, the the houses that they put us in were, it was, they were vacation homes. So it was like a four bedroom vacation home. We, I don't know how uh, we got hooked up. It was me, Reg, TJ, and uh, Mav was a newcomer. So I guess, you know, three returners, they, they kind of hooked us up with, um, this super nice house. It had a pool in the back. We were right on the golf course in our backyard. So, you know, we would go out, hang out by in the back and chip onto the green from our backyard. Um, and we had a pool table in the garage. It was, it was awesome. It was the, for my first year jumping from Erie to, to Lakeland was, it was, uh, it was really amazing. So, and then, and then just the guys, you know, we had some returners, but even the guys that we added, like I still talk to some of them, you know, to this day. So uh, we had a great group of guys as well. And, uh, and I think we really, you know, started something special down there that first year. Yeah. You guys, if I remember correctly, Maverick Rowan, who, who played for that team, I don't think he finished the season either. So you guys, you guys might've had a little extra room in that house too. That must've been a lot of, a lot of space there just to hang. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, we ended up, so what happened with that year was maybe three months in, so maybe like the last month and a half, two months, they ended up putting us in another uh, vacation home. I think the people who originally lived in that vacation home were coming back early or something like that. So so they moved us from that one, which was like 
I mean, it was decked out. It was so nice. But they moved us into another one that still had the pool. It had, you know, it was two stories instead of one story. It was, it was nice. But yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, there was definitely a lot of room. You know, space wasn't an issue. Very cool. Very cool. Well, uh, I want to get to your second season actually, um, because mm-hmm. your first season, you guys make the playoffs. You play in that. You play in the uh, what? What was it? The the wild card game, the one game playoff. You guys actually lose to Erie. Uh, in that game but 2018-19 uh, the team has a breakout year they finished second in the Eastern Conference and and you had a breakout year too you shot you know 44 percent from three you were in you were insane shooting the basketball that year yeah. uh, and even we're getting some whispers as kind of a call-up candidate uh, what 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 led to you kind of making that jump pet because it was some of the best basketball I've, I've ever seen you play yeah, I think, uh, I mean, there was a lot of work put in and, and um, you know, going from Erie where it was kind of my, you know, getting my foot in the door and adjusting to the NBA style of play. And then, um, you know, and then there was the, the next year where there were adjustments that still had to be made. I knew going into my third year, like I was going to be, you know, I was a, I was going to be a vet. It was going to be my third year in the G League. And, and I knew I had to, you know, kind of step up. I didn't like how, we finished that second season and, and not making the playoffs or, or, you know, losing in the wild card game. And, um, you know, I knew that there was kind of unfinished business and I, and I, and I knew I was able to produce a little bit more to help the team. So, um, you know, I put in a ton of work in, in certain things in the off season. I knew what my role was going to be going in and where I was going to get my shots and, and all that type of stuff. I was just able to really, you know, lock in and focus in uh, uh, that summer prior to the, you know, my third season. But um, then the work that I put in throughout this season, the extra work with with the seed was, uh, I think, what really brought it to the next level. I mean, we really zeroed in on uh, like we were in the gym at at night, you know, after practice. We sometimes get in the gym seven or seven or eight o'clock at night, get a whole bunch of shots up and game reps. And I think that those type of things really helped me just make it, you know, they helped the muscle memory. And just when I got into the game, it was just you know, it was routine. So, um, I think with, with a sieve, it, it really, that was like the, uh, you know, the cherry on top. That's what really helped me, um, you know, kind of have a breakout year. Yeah. You mentioned his sieve. He's the, uh, the Lakeland, uh, uh, head of performance, uh, for the magic. He does mm-hmm. an, an unbelievable job. Uh, I wanted to ask you a little yeah. about playing for Stan Heath because uh, you're talking about being a little more comfortable in your role from that first season in yeah. Lakeland to that second season, what's it? What was was Stan Heath a big part of that? What 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 was it like playing for for Stan as he got his first pro experience coaching in Lakeland? Yeah, uh, Stan was he was a great coach, um, and he definitely, you know, it's crazy because my first year in the G League was with uh, Bill Peterson, who was a player development coach, super old in the NBA. He was super old school, um, and you know, I wasn't quite the shooter that I am now when I was in Erie. And, uh, you know, so for him, it was for for Bill, it was more, you know, we want you going to the uh, basket. We want you to get into the paint, drive, kick. We don't want you shooting threes, you know, and that kind of affected my confidence a little bit. It was like that for, it was like that for the rest, you know, for the whole first year. So my second year, I was kind of, that was kind of ingrained in me, like, you know, don't shoot threes uh you drive to the basket and and Stan is like what are you doing like we're working to get a, an open three when you're open shoot the ball 
you know? So that whole year, that whole second year, I was kind of, I had to like reprogram, you know, what I think, what I thought my role was, was going to be. So that whole year was kind of like a, a transition for me. So now when I got to the, my third year, I knew like, oh, I'm going to be able to shoot the ball. Like I'm shooting, I'm shooting open threes. When that ball comes to me, like he, he's giving me pretty much the green light. He, he's, he has confidence in, in what I'm able to do. And, and um, so, so I think that is another thing that just, you know, allowed me to kind of relax and not think as much and, and just be able to go out there and play basketball. So to have a coach like that, like Stan is a, is a, is a great uh, players coach. Um, you know, he, he kind of feels what, you know, what the player is going through. And um, for me, it was a confidence thing, my, my first and second year. And I think he, they saw that him and Tunji and, and uh, Anthony Parker, and, and they just wanted me to go out there and play. When I'm open to shoot the ball, they trust my decision-making. And I, I think, you know, when you have coaches and, and people in the front office that, that give you confidence, uh, you know, sky's the limit. No doubt. And you had a big year. Uh, your, your second year in Lakeland, third year, you're with the, uh, the Magic organization. I, I got to ask you, John, Troy didn't like it when I asked him either, but – uh, the way that that season ended uh, for the Lakeland Magic uh, in 2019, you guys make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. You're playing the the Long Island Nets. You're you're in Long Island right now, actually. You're in enemy territory, and Theo Pinson yeah. hits that three in overtime. Um, uh, to, Troy called it one of the toughest losses of his career. Um, I was just sitting at a watch party. It was one of the toughest losses of my career, and I'm only calling the games. So, mm-hmm. what was what do you remember from that game? Yeah, it was, um, that was by far my worst, uh, my worst loss. Like it's still, you know, is a bitter taste because we, we were up one, right? We were up, we were up one or we were up two. And, uh, there's only a couple of seconds on the clock. You know, we, we knew that they were going to have to settle for a three or, or that, you know, they were going to run Theo off the, uh, off the down screen. Like we, we had talked about that in the huddle and, um, you know, he just knocked down a very, very tough shot. Sometimes that's the way it goes. But um, we really feel like, you know, if we can have that game back, you know, we would – there were things leading up to that shot that, that uh, you know, we, we kind of didn't do well. We didn't close that game out the, the way we should have. Um, so it shouldn't have even gotten to that point. But, uh, you know, we feel like if we could have that game back, we would have closed it out the right way and uh, – I think that we would have gave um, Rio Grande Valley a, a run for their money in the championship. So, yeah, it was definitely a, it was definitely a tough one for sure. Yeah, Theo Pinson stole the ring off our finger. I'll put it that way, John. You don't have to. Absolutely. I'll that's fine. He Absolutely. stole it off our finger. I'm still angry at him. Um, I, I wanted to ask you a little bit about um, your 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 basketball journey here, kind of to close things out. Because uh, one thing I always enjoyed about watching you play is is both on offense and defense. You're a tough guy. I've, you've never committed a foul either. I, every official. <laughs> Tell me about the chip on your shoulder you play with, because when you were in high school, you weren't heavily recruited. When you came out of Malloy College, you weren't heavily looked at as a pro prospect. Uh, what what has that journey been like for you, knowing kind of everywhere you ended up, you had to prove yourself? Yeah, so it's uh, I mean, like you said, I, I didn't have uh, I didn't have one scholarship. I had one scholarship offer my April of my senior year, just super late. Um, I didn't go on any college visits or I, you know, didn't get any letters in the mail, um, uh, emailed a bunch of 
D1, D2 coaches, none of them, most of them didn't respond. So um, going into college, you know, there, there's where the chip really started. And um, and then I had a great college career and I'm thinking, okay, like, you know, what's next? I'm going to go overseas, play pro. And then, you know, the, the calls didn't really come in to, to get a job overseas. It, it was um, the main red clause I called, asked me to come to a tryout and, and I did. And I, I played pretty well in the tryout and training camp came around. I just, I, I wasn't, I don't think I was ready um, at that time to play at that level to, you know, adjust to the, the, the NBA style of play yet. Um, so they ended up releasing me, which, you know, again, put a, put a bit of a, you know, a chip on my shoulder. Um, and, you know, from there it was Slovakia, which was super low level. Uh, I wasn't making a lot of money. I wasn't really making much money at all, honestly. And um, it wasn't until Jay Hernandez. Are you familiar with Jay? Do you remember he was the assistant coach with, with the Orlando Magic? I Thank do. Yeah, I knew the name. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do know the name. Yeah. Yeah, so he was he was my trainer growing up. He's actually the reason why I got my my look at Malloy College because he uh, he was coached by my my former coach at, at Malloy, and um, so he kind of put me on to Malloy. And then when he found out I didn't really have anything overseas, he was like, "Why don't you go to the you know the Erie Bayhawks tryout? They're our affiliate. Um, I think that your style of play matches up with with the coach's style and." Um, you know, maybe it'll work out. And so when I went to Erie, I had a great tryout and, you know, the coach asked me, you know, come to, why don't you come to training camp? So I went to training camp and I, you know, I played okay. I was playing hard and, and gritty. And it got to the last day we went to Toronto. We played the 905 and I'll never forget it. I was, uh, we went up there with about 15 or 16 guys and first quarter goes by. I didn't play. Second quarter, second quarter goes by and I get in with four minutes left and then halftime comes and, um, you know, go through halftime. Third quarter comes, didn't play. Fourth quarter comes and he put me in with like six minutes left and I ended up finishing with like five points, five rebounds and something like five steals, three, three, four, five steals in like 10 minutes of play. And uh, we got back, we took a three hour bus ride back and I remember sitting on the bench saying, okay, well, I drove to, hold on, there's a helicopter flying by here. I don't know. Might be a little loud. You're all good, man. There you go. They heard about those baseball basketball games. They they want to find yeah, out yeah. more. Yeah, they're trying to come over. Um, no, but I I remember sitting on the bench and I said, all right, well, I drove to Erie, so that was you know seven hour drive. So it's gonna take us three hours to get back to Erie from Toronto. I'm gonna pack my stuff. I'm going to, you know, throw it in the car and I'm going to just, you know, get on the road. So it should take me about seven hours. I should be home by about midnight, one o'clock. This is on the bench while the game's going. Like I'm just figuring like, that's it. You know, I'm going to get cut again. We take the three hour trip back, you know, got the same kind of mindset, just the way, you know, sometimes it goes. And we get into the hotel and he goes, look, uh, you know, I'm talking to Coach Pete and he goes, look, I was uh, one o'clock today. I was going to cut you, but those last six minutes that you played against the 905 is the reason why I'm going to bring you on as an inactive player. So at the time, inactive players don't travel. They don't get paid. Uh, you know, they're pretty much just, you know, practice players until somebody gets hurt or you, or you work your way in the rotation. And, uh, you know, I said, I'll take it. And by the end of the season, I think I started the last 12 games and, and uh, you know, the rest is kind of history. So 
Uh, wow. it's, it's been a crazy journey. It's been a crazy journey, but I don't think I would change it. I, I wouldn't change it a bit. Like not, it's different to have, you know, you get everything handed to you throughout your career and it can make you into a certain type of player who's expecting to, you know, uh, you know, receive handouts. And then it's one thing to never be handed one thing and you have to work for everything. So I'd much rather have it that way. Uh, I think it, it, it'll, in the long run, turn you into a way better, you know, basketball player and a way better person. And it so, has for you. Yeah, it has for you. Yeah. John. That's a great story. You're sitting on the bench trying to think about how much in tolls it's going to be to get home and they decided right. to bring you on. That's a great story. Yeah. yeah. Well, Crazy. John, I, I really do appreciate the time, man. Uh, it was great watching you play, of course. You're one of the only players who actually, his parents came up and said hello to me after a game because uh, yeah. uh, they, they enjoyed watching the road games and all of that. But uh, yeah. uh, it's, I, I, hope, uh, I hope we get to some basketball soon. I, have you heard anything about, about the overseas season, if they're going to get things restarted or not? Um, I know Israel is starting back up for sure. They're one of the only leagues that ha have put it into motion. I think their first game is June 20th. Um, uh, Germany and Spain, from what I've heard, there certain teams. I don't know if every team, but I know for sure certain teams are practicing. They're doing like a training camp. I guess they're going to try to to get something going here soon. But uh, I don't think that that's been really uh, announced indefinite. Um, so I know Israel for sure, hundred percent. So a lot of eyes, I think will be on that league over there. Are you going to head back to try to play? No, I mean, they're only doing like a month and a half, two okay. months. They're going to really condense it. And, uh, it was so last minute and I have a lot of stuff going on over here. I started my own business with my brother. So we got that up, you know, up and running, you know, I just got this dog, so I'm not going to leave him here, you know, by himself or at such a young age. So. Um, gotta take, I, yeah, know, gotta, I, I, yeah, gotta take care of Bentley. Yeah. yeah, of course, of course, this guy. So uh, I got a lot of things going on back home right now. So I decided I'm just going to stay home, enjoy it with my family, enjoy this time that I, I have, this extra time that I didn't think I was going to have, you know, going out there. So uh, take advantage of this and, um, you know, see what kind of, ha see what happens over there. They're completely opening up, I know. So businesses, beaches, everything, they're I guess, yeah. pretty much all, all open, so. Yeah. yeah, it's going to get it's we've got some momentum heading in the right right direction here in the time with yeah. family is, you know, we, we if there's anything we learned during this, it was kind of some of that time with family was taken for granted. So, you know, that's uh, that's definitely a good thing. John, man, I do really appreciate the time. Uh, good luck with the new business. Um, good luck in the future in basketball. And of course, we'll, we'll talk to you down the road. Absolutely. I appreciate you for having me. Thank you so much. Oh, <laughs> oh,